Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Mr. Potsworth rides a little motorcycle and he rides it all around town. Mr. Potsworth has a shiny new hat and he never looks it down. Hello and welcome to Tour of the Think Tank. The show where we come up with five, five sketch, sketch ideas, ideas and we are Andy Matthews and Alison George William Trumbly Bircher. Oh yes, and, I was and we also are humming, on the, we are buzzing. I also appeared on the... We are thrumming. Don't you know who I am? No, wait, not that one. What's the... <laughs> what's Matt's one? Um, <laughs> who knew it with Matt Stewart? Who knew it with w- Matt Stewart? Wookie Wooms. With, with Seren and with mm. Claire... And it was a very fun episode, and you should at least say. And I appear a lot because I'm very lucky because I live very close, and I have, um, I have an in with Matt Stewart, and I'm very lucky. Mm, you do, you do, and you exploit that. And while we're promoting things, forced. I also released mm. two episodes of Shusher Guided Meditations. S very exciting. U S H E R Guided Meditations. And would you say that people can get that wherever they? They, are listening they get to podcasts. The, do, do, do people still say you could get it on whatever device you're listening to this right I mean, now? Why? Why say that? <laughs> oh no! People were saying it for a long time, yeah. but I don't think they say it anymore. This I think podcast is available in a new place where new types of podcasts <laughs> can be got, which is away from the regular way that you get podcasts. Because I'm trying to make it difficult for myself. To get it's an very unlikely that you can get the podcast on whatever you're listening to this right now. Yes, that's how good a podcast it's a it is. It's a new format. Where you get only- we've released it only on Neil Young's Ponyo. Poyo? Is that still Pogo. going? Is Poyo? Ponyo? No, I, I don't think so. I don't oh, think so. But that but, triangular, his triangular yeah, MP3 doesn't play? fit in your pocket. <laughs> Surely it must still be going. How could you release a device like that and then just take it down? No, I mean, I'm sure the device still exists, but it was like it was a different format, right? And I, 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 I strongly suspect that they're no longer releasing, you know, updates to the OS or whatever yeah, right. was, was running but on But that's there. the problem with anything which is like just like stream only. Mm. You know, like if the company fails, then... It's all gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everything goes. Yeah, uh, it's it sucks. Um, it's the it's the new so world where they can you, just like turn off your pono is what it was called. Exactly. It's like it's like I don't keep my memories in my brain, right? Because what if I have a a terrible brain accident? Okay, that's why I keep all my memories um, on let's this see, pad of paper uh, here. Yeah. This, exactly. Oh no. Just drop my pen down a very deep crevasse in my couch. (laughs) (laughs) Very deep. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. Um, This is what happens when you get... Oh, wait, no. No, that's a fucking Bakugan. Okay. Wait. (laughs) All right. I will, Andy. I know it's really early to ask you to fill. No, but there's a great... um, Or maybe not great. I I won't oversell it. What is it? But there's definitely a sketch idea in... You know, dropping something down a gap in your couch, right? Uh, 
and then having to get on some kind of like elaborate um, climbing gear, you know, harnesses and that sort of thing and descend into it like in, you know, in, in some sort of caving movie or something like that or maybe the movie, was it The Descent where they go down into a cave and there's all these horrible creatures. I think you going down yeah. into the the gap between your couch cushions and discovering like hideous um, slimy ravenous beasts that live in the darkness deep deep down between the cushions right you're trying to retrieve your pen yeah but in attempting to do this you 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 end up in a like a a vast unexplored cavern somewhere of, deep in the back of the couch but you know and you're good? chased by beasts you know what would be good though about those beasts mm. Is that if they were funny in a way that was re- relevant to to the slovenliness in which the sure. the the losing the pen in this thing become you know is like itself a challenge. So like if for some reason uh, you know to beat one of the beasts you had to write a list of all the things you needed to do that day, <laughs> and you're like, oh, I'm never gonna beat this thing. <laughs> You know, like, so you feel like they're in a way that the, the creatures are representative oh my God, of I your failings. Almost, I almost you lost. You drop the pen again. I almost <laughs> lost that second pen in the in the same crevasse. What like, kind of couch is this? Well, we were gifted this couch, so it's way better than any couch that we could have bought ourselves. Mm. Um, and so it's just like a, just a fancy, big, comfy, like reclinery kind of couch. Mm. You've seen mm. it. You've been on it. But it's just like what you don't realize is how outside of my price range it is. <laughs> yeah, I don't think about that enough. There's three zeros at least after whatever number they bought it for. Wow, yeah, you know? see, that's horrific. Um, it's amazing, isn't it, that for a a, a word that is uh, four-fifths ouch, couch is actually very rarely um, a painful thing to sit on. Well, actually, to it, that one of the reasons why it was hard to re- retrieve the pen is because of how painful. Once you go down deep into the crevasse, you're near all the gears and the metal structures. And the gears, like well, there's gears in there that allow the extension and stuff like that. The, oh, uh, I didn't realize that it was the lazy a, you know, They're moving parts. Oh yeah, yeah. The wow. lazy boying and the um, and the lazy girling. Mm. Sure. Um. Hey, you know what I was thinking the, about this oh, a little while yep. ago? <laughs> yeah. Um, with beasts. Wait. Oh, what what does it take to get you to write this fucking? Oh, thing I, look, I've written down the lazy, uh, the the couch uh, couch crevasse with beasts yes. to retrieve pen or whatever like that. But it's not it's not developed enough. Let's both admit that. Um, I uh, completely disagree. Pen. Okay, great, very great, great. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm not going to admit. I'm that. glad someone. With I think a that's bit of fully fleshed in. out. Um, I was thinking about like, you know, like how sometimes you go, well, I'm not a, you know, I don't necessarily feel like a man. Right. Mm. And there is that thing. Right. But I think, but it's not that whole thing of like, well, toxic masculinity makes you feel like in order to be a man, you got to be gruff and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Is that I Mm. actually don't think at the age that I'm at that you are a man. Right, because yeah, I think when do you feel? Because I think I think it goes boy, mm-hmm. and then and then eventually it becomes kind of like maybe like early early in the late teens it becomes young man, mm. right, and then once 
once you probably hit 28, 29, you probably become just a guy. <laughs> yeah. Right? I I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Yes. Right? And then when you probably hit your 40s, you're more of a fellow. <laughs> <laughs> I think man really occurs in your 50s, manhood. Yeah. True manhood. I think um, there's maybe, yeah, do you become a man when... When people you've grown up with start to sort of, you know, die of old age and stuff? Is that is I mean, like, I is it when you you're could, on the... Well, I mean, at some point you are, um, you're a codger. Mm, sure. <laughs> you know, I mean, at a codger, everybody's dying. <laughs> you know, you're happy in a year where not that many of your friends die. Mm. You know, um, but there's this area, there's, there's this uh, phase when you're a pre-codge. You're not pre- to be confused yeah. with pre-cog. No, the guys who can see the future from Minority Report, pre-codge. Yeah, pre-codge. That's, and, and yes, you're still laying yes, you, with your head in a in pool a bo- with three <laughs> other of, of the men of your age. But it's like... A, but usually, but it's you're like in a, a sort of a baths thing. It's, yeah, it's you, more you of like know. a sauna kind of... Uh, yeah. <laughs> jacuzzi kind of thing where you guys are, you mm. know, going on some kind of, uh, you know... It's a soak. It's more of a soak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, to, to to ease your aching muscles. Yeah, I mean, it, it could could you do a sort of a precog um, parody, right? Yeah. With people instead of being able to um, uh, predict accurately crimes that are going to happen in the future, right? It's a bunch of people who like sit around with their heads together and. Um, Talk about how everything's going to all go wrong and everything's a slippery slope, right? Oh, yeah. this is going to lead to trouble. You mark my words, right? They're basically, I'm describing sort of um, uh, those 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 groups in America who think that you know kids' minds are going to be polluted by books at school and that sort of thing, and they're trying to stop children from being exposed to all these terrible ideas like accurate information about history. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, I don't, this isn't a well, this is not a well fleshed out idea. Unless no, but there, this was something I was thinking about. There is an age that you reach where you kind of become a foreigner in your own country mm, because you get stuck in these circles that are not tapped into yes. the, the yes. nest that like where the most people are, are speaking to mm. each other mm. because once yeah, because like, like for example, like, you know, something like a lot of social media, a lot of the older generation were late to come to that, right? Mm. And then when they get to it, a lot of the generation, a lot of people move away because they're like, oh, yeah. they're here. <laughs> right? Yeah, and it's sort like, of the opposite oh. of gentrification. Yeah, they're like, they're laming it up. Mm, and so they and so like like anybody who's like got their finger on the pulse moves away because it becomes really lame having to deal with them and so they move Mm. away and so they don't get to hear what's actually going on they hear secondhand and then they say to each other like oh apparently you're not allowed to say the word man anymore like that and then they (laughs) go don't tell me that yeah oh I've just gotten used to not being able to say, you know, and then they say some really awful word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wh- okay. 
So what it, what it, what is that? Like it's because it, because they are also the people who always like complain if there are you know new migrants coming into the country. They're the ones who are always claiming uh, complaining about these people failing to assimilate, right, and to do things, you know, to do to 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 yeah yeah you know do the things the way we do them here, right? But like, but also. <laughs> Like you're also failing to assimilate, right? Like you're the ones who are failing to keep up with yeah. things that are changing. Like we're not just going to keep doing things the same forever. Yeah, that is really right? interesting. You- that they're not assimilating is a really mm. funny thing. <laughs> um, the older generations are failing to assimilate to where the to where the country that they currently live in mm. has moved to. Mm. And think, they should go back to where they came from. And by that, I mean nothingness, where we all came from. Yeah, well, they where should. they came from, which is the country that they're in, um, and then return to where it's at now, which they were never at. Mm. Um, yes. It's what's, it's what's interesting is they've got to go, they've got to go back. It's kind of like going back to the future, essentially, is what they're doing. Like they're going back to the present. Yeah, yeah. But because it's t- time has moved on. Yeah. And they're the ones in the past. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Um, is is there, there a sketch idea in that? Yeah, I mean, it feels like it's almost a sketch idea, but how, it's, I think, I mean, I think it, that know, it's actually it's, a strong it's an, idea. It's a stand-up angle. Stand-up angle? You know. mm. Like you know, in 90 degrees? Stand-up. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. <laughs> I've been thinking of some new angles for stand-up. Yeah. How about this? 135 <laughs> degrees. Degrees to the vertical. It's a very novel way of standing up. How long do you honestly think you could perform stand-up hanging upside down? Uh, <laughs> let's see. I mean, it's already fun, isn't it? We're already having it fun. As soon as I'm upside down, everybody's having fun. <laughs> I think it is, it is fun. I guess, now, are you getting clicked into the boots or whatever? You know, it's like one of those devices that can, like, you're, you're sealed in through your boots that are locked in, and then they just spin you upside down. Like that, like, think, do they have to wheel that thing on while they wheel the other guy I off? I think there's a couple of, I, I think there's probably a couple of strong people in, in black T-shirts who, when you come onto the stage, they just help you up, right? And get your legs hooked over a bar. I suspect you're dangling from your legs. But and you're, you're just bar. wearing boots, and the boots just hook into the. Uh, for me, I don't think the boots hook in. I think you'll just hook your like the bat, your, your knees over just a. Oh, but that's, you know, that's a horizontal painful. bar. That's painful, but you could you could be upside down without pain. Okay. I mean, sure. look. I mean, Andy, you're probably thinking about this being financially viable and us not having to buy any equipment. <laughs> Just to get like a chin-up bar or something like that. that Maybe is what a I was thinking. Yeah, you're yeah. like, oh well, we'll get a, we'll get a cheap chin-up bar. That's what you were thinking. Already, I think, Alistair. I already have we a, sh- we already owe have it to a rod ourselves. in the yard. Already we owe it to ourselves and to the some, comedy scene eh? to <laughs> to to start this comedy night. Upside right? down stand-up comedy. Yeah, the hanger, the what would you call it? Um, Hang out well, the well, handstand comedy. Stand stand upside down. Yep. Um, wait. Danglers. <laughs> Danglers? Is there was there a is there a stand up comedy does sound group like called the name. 
does sound yeah. like the name of a comedy uh, comedy club. <laughs> so. Um, I think I think that would be very funny. I wonder if it would overshadow the your bits, like what the material that you're trying to do, and I. But I wonder also if, like, when you wear those glasses that turn everything you see upside down, whether or not you just adjust your brain adjusts, and eventually the the audience would no longer see you as being a person hanging upside down because of they the just, glasses. They're not wearing glasses, but but there is an experiment that has been done. Have you, do you know about this? Where they put some kind of glasses on people, right? Yeah. Which turned everything that they see upside down. Yeah. And it was very disorienting for those people, as you could imagine. Yeah. For some time, but then, like after, I don't, I don't know the 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 figure, but after like three, four days, yeah, their brain just flips everything. They no longer see the world as being upside down. Yeah, I'd heard about that, but I'd heard it as just people had been upside down. <laughs> that, that may be the case as well, but I don't think you could leave somebody dangling upside down for three days but without them dying. I probably heard this in primary school. Like, this is yeah, how long okay. ago I've heard this. And a lot of psychological like experiments have been disproven since, <laughs> you know, from think, that era have been disproven since then. But I think I also heard it in primary school. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's okay. Um, mm. Now... I think I think there's a show in that where you like you get people to recall oh. things they learned in primary school, in, but that haven't they haven't looked into any of the details of it. Yeah, all the urban legends and all the weird little stories kids would tell and stuff, but also you know maybe more scientific stuff like this, and you just go through them one by one, get guests on, and you you finally look into them because there are lots of things that sit uncontested in your brain because they haven't come up for years and years and years, but they just sit there occupying a part of your brain where they're like contextually true in your brain. Like they are still classified as true in your brain because you've never re-examined them. Yeah. Well, I had a guy on a, on a forum when I was in university, my first few years of university say that in Australia, there were no crows. There were only ravens. Hmm. Right, and so then from that point on, I believe that there were no crows in Australia, only ravens. So any yeah, black you, all, bird, you included this into a stand-up bit, right? Did I? Where you, <laughs> yeah, you, I'm pretty sure you had a bit where you talked about there being no crows in Australia. Wow, I think it was in the context of correcting your Taiwanese ex-girlfriend. She yeah. thought it was a crow. Remember that? Oh man, I barely she do. She thought it was a crow. That was the, that was that's how you delivered it. Yeah, she thought it was a crow. <laughs> With that, yeah. I mean, the hope there, I guess, is that I could. That's be right. There. That's because they were the Western white crow. That's the thing, isn't it? About it was your bit about how ravens take care of the elderly. Uh, yeah, like Asian people. Because <laughs> <gasps> she was from Asia. <laughs> yeah, and may still be from Asia. <laughs> I don't know. Um, she was from an Asian, uh, the Asian continent. But um, anyway, and then one day I was at a gig and I said that to somebody and she said, I'm pretty sure there's crows in Australia. And I Googled it and it, it said, oh yeah, there are crows in Australia. And I went, God damn. Yeah. <laughs> I've spoken about that a lot. 
On stage. Yeah, yeah. Andy, we need to come up with like a clear sketch idea today because because at the moment we are, because we're not speaking to each other normally. So like right now we're like, we're heading into like real like, let's just chat with each other and have a nice time kind of territory. We're not here for a nice time. I want you to know, Alistair, I'm not having a nice time. Oh, thank God. So if that that puts your mind at ease, um, I'm not enjoying myself at all. Don't worry. I'm I'm keeping this strictly professional. What if everything you knew was mm. wrong? Mm, yeah, I mean it's a great it's a great like slogan for a for a movie poster, right? Yeah. But they very rarely follow through on that. They don't do follow they? through with everything. They <laughs> really. It's usually only a couple of things, right? Yeah. Like oh your your parents aren't your parents or something. Yeah, You're like, yeah, okay, like, okay, but gravity's is still down. <laughs> yeah, the government. You really overhyped is, this. Is like an actually like a fascist kind of dictatorship or something like that, right? Mm. It doesn't usually involve like stuff like blue is a color, right? And then it's mm. not like no, blue's not a color. <laughs> blue <laughs> is a vacuum cleaner. You go. Whoa! <laughs> What? <laughs> I think this is a really good I think this is a great trailer for a film. Sketch trailer. Right? I think it's, this so is it's, a great st- sketch trailer. It starts trailer. With, the, uh, with the opening thing of like what if everything or like maybe it starts with like um it it is a is it is a Morpheus type character talking to the to the lead um of the film yeah. and saying Everything. What if I told you that everything you thought you knew was wrong? Right. This is really and good so far, Andy. I'm really excited. We think it's gonna. We can well, only I'm fuck this so up far. from this point on. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, and the person's like, "Go, go, go on." You know, what is it? The, is it? Is it? Is it the government? Right? Where? 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 Um, they're we're not the good guys in this war or something. And and the Morpheus type character is like. Yes. Yes. And the and the other person's like, I, I always knew something was wrong. I always suspected it. What are we going to do? Wait, I haven't finished. I told you everything you thought you knew was wrong. Well, if you suspected it, then that was wrong. So then we are. (laughs) But then we got to go into the detail. Yeah, yeah, we got to go into the detail. Yeah, you know the things like blue is actually a vacuum cleaner, and it's just a list of things like that, right? Your the, parents the, aren't who they the you orange, think they are. The peel of the orange is actually the most delicious bit. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of stuff. But I've had it, and it, it wasn't. That's right. That's right. You, you were, were wrong. wrong about that. Mm. that actually, and you yeah. haven't had it. You actually haven't had it. Yeah, and you haven't had it. <laughs> and <laughs> another thing. You think that's air you're breathing now? That's stupid. That's... Garlosh, you're breathing. <laughs> garlosh. You're actually breathing Garlosh. <laughs> A lot of it is just it's the wrong name that they have for yeah. things. <laughs> That's really funny because, like, I mean, if you want everything to be wrong, yeah. it's gonna, eventually you're going to run out of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> you just start... <laughs> It is, it is, it is, I mean, it is oxygen and stuff, but it's not called that. It's not, it's not that. actually called that. <laughs> like it's just it's like not called two, oxygen. Two it's oxygen called oxygen gl- like gleam, molecules? Gleam, gleam, No, gleam not two oxygen. Tea. 
Chang Chang and Bulgy. <laughs> it's one Chang Chang okay. molecule and one Bulgy molecule. But they're the same thing. If you think they are, then they're not. I mean, no. I mean, the good thing would be that the things that you don't think you know, right? Yeah, they don't have to change, right? So, so when you were then talking about what oxygen molecules and stuff actually are called, they wouldn't have to change what they sort of how they behave or what they look like because I don't really know, mm. I don't understand, right? If I analyze it and I think about it. I've got no real picture of what's happening down there. Yeah, but so that's okay. That's safe. But the thing is, is that like in order to for the whole system to be different, because it's like because it's hidden from view, mm. and it just and you base your understanding on it entirely intellectually, and then you match it up to like this just feeling. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's true. Like. It feels like it could be so many things still. Mm. Like if somebody told you like that sensation of breathing was something else and it was good enough for me to believe, I reckon I could easily believe it. It is interesting, isn't it, that like that feeling is sort of you know what what we use to fill in it's sort of packaging. It's sort of mental packaging, or something yeah. like that, or or, um, or ballast, or whatever. So, like when your when your intellectual understanding of something ends, or where there are gaps, they are sort of filled in with feelings. Yeah. Feeling is the feeling, and so you 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 think there's something there. You think there's some understanding, or whatever. But if you look at it closely, it's actually just feelings that are there. Yeah, you just go, oh well, it feels like my chest is going up. <laughs> you know, it feels like my chest is expanding, but I don't know. Does that mean that it is? Mm. And then I guess I'm talking it, more about like emotions or oh, like sure. or like an, an an intangible sort of feeling about like what what an atom is or something like that. Well, like but, I but, have, I, I can sort of I picture and maybe like a texture and a and a level of squishiness and and things that are really just like sensational or emotional associations yeah but have no real information but there is like there is things like when you breathe in it feels good mm. you know and when you breathe out it doesn't necessarily feel oh. bad but imagine imagine if they could capture that that feeling and turn that into a drug of breathing like, in. oh but yeah and then you just concentrate that and you're like oh, i just feel like i took the biggest breath yeah i mean in my youth, I had I had I've had a substance that made breathing f feels even better. Wow! You know, and cool. that like, would actually be really dangerous, wouldn't it? If they could give you a drug that made you feel like you'd been breathing, <laughs> yeah, you would that stop. Would be you would, You're like, oh, I don't need breathing. to. <laughs> what are you talking about? What do you mean? I'm I'm choking. I've just took I just took the biggest breath. But I think, <laughs> like the sofa, I think a lot I think of the sensation idea. that you do or it's get, like a, a sorry, you know, it could be a weird unit unit thing or something yeah. where somebody has created this drug that makes people think that they've taken a really deep breath yeah, and they haven't. Guy. And, and a lot of people are, are dying, being found dead from just like stopping breathing. Yeah. 
No, they weren't suffocated. They just stopped breathing. They, <laughs> they're talking to somebody who is who is on this stuff, and the person can't talk because there's no oxygen in their lungs. There's nothing in there to breathe out. Right? So they're getting them to write write it down on a piece of paper as their brain's shutting down. They're like, no, I don't, I'm, I'm breathing. Yeah. What are you talking oh, about? So, yeah, sorry. It both makes you feel like you've taken a breath and really forgetful. Cause like, but I wonder though, like, like, would you, would like, your body, would you be forgetful? Like, no, I don't, I don't think know, I, but imagine, when I'm not imagine you felt like you've taken a breath. Like, so let's say I'm talking mm. like this and I go, man, it feels so good. I'm having mm. such a good time. And then it's just like, I mm. just can't believe how good this thing feels. And I'm just like, mm. <laughs> this was like really hard to actually talk to you and I'm just talking because I, I just love it I just love this drug it's just makes me feel so good and then they pass out and I imagine when you pass out you just start breathing mm, maybe yeah. but but I think also breathing could be like a um, what's well, an unconscious thing right? I gotta tell you it was actually quite hard to do that <laughs> That was very good. To just I, not let's take, take a, a moment and applaud what you just achieved. That was um, very impressive. I, I really and it played, was very realistic. I played the role of that guy because I really didn't take a breath and I just kept speaking. Mm. Yeah, your method. I'm, I'm so method, Andy. I'm like mm. that guy that everybody hates, who sent, um, who played the Joker and sent the pig heads. Jared to Leto. Heads. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Be great to go back to Stanislavski guy who invented that method yeah and just tell him a few of the things people have been doing and he go oh yeah. fucking assholes and then and, and no and he's like yeah no that's it actually that is the method says male used condoms to people yeah. it was uh <laughs> it yeah. wasn't really about acting no, at all to begin acting. with it that was, was a just, happy side effect yeah it was it was mostly actually a, a way of me selling used condoms Getting rid of my used condoms. You know, I'm just trying to find a way of monetizing all of the things that I produced. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Indeed. I saw a good thing well, today. my outputs. I got, um, who's the guy who made the thing about the sled that had a name? Orson Welles. Yeah. <laughs> I saw an interview with him. And, had a name uh you know and yeah. um he somebody asked him this is a great interview for a guy to say he says have you did you ever give a role to a friend instead of somebody who would have been better for the part and he said yes and he said um have you ever regretted that and he said yes and he said would you do it again and he says absolutely <laughs> and he says <laughs> And he said, why? He says, because I just don't value art as that important. Like, in terms of the things that I value, art is the last thing on the list. 
right? And I think there's really? something so good there. Like, I mean, it doesn't match up with the fact that he produced one of the best movies of all time. Mm. But, but also the idea that like somebody would think like that and kind of be like, yeah, 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 yeah. you can make good stuff, and it doesn't, and it won't be as good as it could have been. Right, but it's not the only thing that matters. But that doesn't matter because mm. because have you end- ever tried giving a friend a job and seeing them happy? Yeah. Validating somebody's um, talent, who you care about. Yeah, and so I think there was like I mean that was very nice. Now, yeah, because I feel like there probably is the absolute opposite that occurs, where people get what they feel is the best person for the job, mm. and mm. and shun away all their friends, <laughs> mm. and make a piece sure. of shit. Yeah. I mean, how many good things are there out there? <laughs> you know, there's, yeah. there's a fair few, but there's a lot where it's like But I'm 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 trying to think that like, you know, I I don't know I don't know if that comes from getting the person that you think is the best for the job. It probably comes from other compromises. I think, you know, like I don't think you can blame it on that specifically. No. I think that there are yeah. But but that being said, there is probably a psychology and a single-mindedness required to shun the humanity of the people that you care about, focus only on the outcome of a product, and that single-mindedness will be your undoing in some way and result in work that is not good through other for other reasons. You know, yeah. you will be blind to other important factors. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, now, I mean, but I love I love his I love his directness, and I, that is a really great question. Yeah, right? you don't you don't you don't hear interesting questions all that often. Yeah, absolutely. In interviews, it's the like tell us about the movie. Were there any fun pranks on yeah. set? What's <laughs> I think it about? Be a great thing. Yeah, <laughs> we re- we resurrect Orson Welles, and we ask him, were there any fun pranks on the set of Citizen Kane? This is what we want to know. Yeah. We, we 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 wrench his uh, his undead soul from beyond the veil. Were there any good outtakes, like sort of yeah. bloopers? <laughs> Imagine if Citizen Kane also had the best bloopers. Oh, it's, I mean, it makes sense, right? The best movie yeah. of all time should have the best bloopers. There you go. This is the Citizen Kane of blooper reels. <laughs> it's also the blooper reel of Citizen Kane. <laughs> I think it's... I, I'm writing that down because I just like how stupid it is. Um, <laughs> wait, it's the the Citizen... Citizen... Oh, no, I can't write Citizen. Citizen... Mm. C I T I, yeah. Z E N of blooper reels. Mm. Also, the blooper reel of Citizen Kane. Um, it would be incredible, and an incredible. It's probably the only achievement that he hasn't had. Yeah, I mean, maybe just because he didn't have the kahunas to release his blooper reel. Because there's less blooper I mean, reels when would be it's a on, great, when it's um, film, isn't there? What's that? Like, is there less blooper reels since things have like been filmed? Like, it, is there more blooper reels 
since digital technology feels like you have more ability to make blooper reels yes you make so you can do so many more takes and that sort of thing or or is it that when you made bloopers on film the film is so valuable that you had Mm. to find a way to use it in other ways and that's where blooper reels came from very possibly. And I don't know – and there probably is such a huge volume of takes with digital yeah. that it's almost not worth going through them to find that kind of thing. And they aren't memorable because they're just all washed out into into nothingness. Yeah. Now, but wonder- I think – Yeah, go ahead. I think like if we discovered the blooper reel of Citizen Kane and it was the funniest film of all time, right, and it was so funny that it was – in a way, like dangerous or something like that. It is, you know, there's a bit of an infinite jesty kind of thing potential to it there. That, like, yeah. to discover this thing because it's the greatest film of all time. It also has the most hilarious outtakes, and it very possibly does. I mean, have you seen that? There are amazing outtakes of Orson Welles doing ads and stuff. Have you seen any of those? I have seen a little bit of that, but maybe not as much as a conscious adult. I feel like I probably only became conscious in the last year and a half. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like I've made similar bold claims, but that I I, I don't think I was saying in the last year and a half. No, I was joking there, but but it probably is like, (laughs) you know, like, because it does feel like sometimes you you do become more conscious as the years go on. You probably mm. become less conscious of some things and more conscious of other things. Because sometimes when you look at old work or whatever and you go, oh, I can't believe I knew that back then. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think our, um, our consciousness rolls along and we probably – maybe it's that we only have a memory of our – the self is like the memory of ourselves yeah. is only stored in a shorter buffer. Yeah. And so, yeah, I have gone back and like read and looked at – some of my old work and things that I said and wrote a long time ago and been quite surprised that I was that coherent. Yeah. And, and you know, there's also a lot of stuff that is real trash and I'm mortified yeah. that I ever thought that was anything. Like there is a lot of stuff where I'm like there is, there is absolutely nothing here. Yeah. But- and that I would have had the – some of that might be my stupidity. Sometimes that might be in my influence because I feel like it's sometimes in order to get to something, you've got to write nonsense. No, it's, it's not that, Alistair. This is crap I was producing entirely on my own. Yeah. I would love to I'd include to you in me. it. I think, I think your influence, if anything, it's been the exact opposite of like <laughs> ensuring some kind of accountability to the – to there be content. I just don't comedy. understand how life can continue passing and that you're like, mm. oh, I just want to make stuff. And that actually getting to sit down and make stuff that is like where you work on it until it, you're happy with it is one of mm. the most difficult things to find the time to do. Yeah. Like that you, a lot of the time it's just like, oh, everything is made at towards a level of like, you've got to be able to make it within the week. Mm. And and then just get it out the door. We don't have time. This is like things aren't made to the quality of the best of your ability. They're made to the quality of the best that you can do within the three days a week. 
um, you yeah. know, like, and then within that time frame, and that feels like completely insane. <laughs> yeah, like you know, sketch I mean, shows, I, all that kind of stuff, stuff that goes to TV. The idea that you would write it in a week, right? You would write things in a day, send it off, and then somebody looks at it maybe once. Right, they go do a couple of edits and then they film it. <laughs> you go, that's insane. Mm. You need months to be able to look back at it and go, this is a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be able to like, like yeah. write things and then be able to go, oh, I had an idea that came back to me three months later, and I went, this would be mm. the perfect punchline for that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you almost need to like, like they say that you sh- was it our idea or was it somebody else's idea? Probably someone else's idea that you shouldn't give out the Oscars until ten years later, right? We did have so an we idea should like be that, doing but, the Oscars yeah. for twenty thirteen now. Yeah, right. But also, maybe you should write. You know, we should be writing stuff, writing it as as if it's going out this week, but then <gasps> at the end of the week, put it away. And come back to it in a year and then, you know, do it again and And maybe do it again a year later. As far as like things that you could do that are interesting is doing the 10 years later Oscars Mm. and have a 10 years later Academy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's a really great idea. And like I know we've probably already mentioned this year, but like I feel like we're kind of like connected to enough people now that that's a genuine thing that we could actually organize with a big group of people. And like, we know Mm. enough people that actually do things that are involved in like movie reviews and things like that. And we could get a big, you know, like they could probably get connect people to a big network of worldwide Mm. reviewers (laughs) and Mm. then, and then put on, and we have a studio where we could put on a ceremony (laughs) (laughs) for the 10 years later (laughs) Oscars. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think uh, Alexi Toliopoulos is probably the person who yeah. could make this happen. Yeah. Um. He's a one-man academy. Uh, academy, I'm trying now trying to think of a pun for that. Um. It's bold, isn't it? Are they called, it's not, they're not just called the Academy, right? They must be called the Academy of something or other. Oh, the Academy, academy of, of Film and... TV, motion no. picture, motion picture, motion picture academy. Is that what it is? No, no, mo- but the, they just the motion capture yeah. academy. <laughs> is that motion capture? Uh, no, but do, do you know motion capture? I know motion capture, but they should do yeah, motion, should the motion get motion capture to do academy. motion capture. Motion capture. I mean, it'd be crazy for the, the motion capture academy to not get motion capture to host their thing. Yeah, I mean, really. Um, it's the same who's way that, that the Oscars who's that always fucking get guy, a guy who does all the monkeys. Um, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monkey the, man. That yeah. little guy. Little, little, um, little monkey man who's like a very serious <laughs> actor. I yeah. love how serious an actor that he he tries to portray himself as. I know. It's like, know it's like yes, yes, you're an actor. Blah blah blah. Like I know, I know. Everybody takes you seriously, but also you crawl down on the ground and go yeah. <laughs> it's different. Pretend to eat a fish or something yeah, like that. You pretend <laughs> you mind. <laughs> you sort of squirm around, yeah. don't you? And you, you <laughs> jump Me? up onto onto green boxes and stuff, yeah. don't you? 
It's different, though, isn't it? It's not the same. Andy. He's called Andy Circus. Andy Circus, yeah. It's ridiculous, isn't it, that you're like, we need a guy to pretend to be an animal. Um, (laughs) Do we know anyone called Circus? (laughs) We need a man to play an ape in Primate of the Apes. Sorry, Planet of the Apes. They should have called it Prime Ape of the Apes. That would have been really good. Prime Ape of the Apes. Yeah, they should have called it that, shouldn't they? And they should have called Andy Circus Moshe Kasher. <laughs> it would have been really good. Or even better, Motion Capture. That would have, wow, that's even, that is a lot better, actually. They should have called yeah. it Motion Capture of the Apes. Or they could have called Motion Capture. Andy Circus. That's really good. Those of the those, apes. Would, oh, imagine, imagine if he changes his name to Motion Capture, right? Andy Circus changes his name to Motion Capture. He discovers on the exact same day, the people have decided to change the name of Motion Capture to Andy Circus. Oh, oh no. you'd be devastated. I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a how embarrassing! <laughs> Just as he thought that he had played them. They were always one step ahead. Yeah, was, I thought it was a coincidence. No, it was the motion. It was just an people. unfortunate coincidence. I just like chess players. Mm. Oh. Oh, no. We should have filled their motion capture academy with people who did motion capture rather than all these chess masters. Ground. Something that you talked about, I believe, on your latest episode of Who Knew It with Matt Stewart. Yeah was um, something about performing comedy to multiple rooms. It was like instead of audiences, oh, it's just like, sort of audience it's, members, it's rooms it's, or something it's, like that. Yeah. But I was thinking a great thing to do would be to do like like Gary Kasparov playing, you know, 50 games of chess simultaneously. Yeah. You're performing to all these different rooms simultaneously, and right? You're having so to you've remember got, all the people that are in each one and try to remember. All the... Exactly, all your crowd work and stuff that you're doing, oh. and you're going, you're sort of running from room to room. But like, like uh, Gary Kasparov, you're killing in every room, right? <laughs> and like the thing is that you're just doing one joke and then moving on. Yeah, but yeah. But the laughter is you, you got that laughter roll, you get that rolling laugh. You've got yeah. time to run around to all the other rooms. You get back. We're just just at the exact right. Moment as the laugh is sort of petering out, hit him again with a tag. On you go to the next room. Uh, yeah, I like that one time, like Gary Kasparov. But also, there, I think truly great chess players can um, can play games entirely in their head. Right, they hold their whole picture of the the board in their head. They don't need to play it physically in reality. And I think the greatest comedians probably are capable of the same thing. They just sit there right. in a chair, imagining the room and crushing. Yeah. I have occasionally, on occasion, done visualization where I'm like, I'm doing rooms. Really? And I've like, just like as I'm falling asleep sometimes, I've kind of gone like, and I don't know why, like this is a room in, in Melbourne for people who are listening, but I always picture it being spleen. Yeah. And I always come out at spleen. And then it's like, I think as a way of like picturing like opening lines Mm, is like really interesting. But also this same room has appeared in like dreams 
where I'm doing stand up and it goes real bad and things like that. Like, <laughs> it's just kind yeah. of a perfect for me. I think it's like a perfect kind of comedy room because it's like mm-hmm. it's not a professional comedy room, but it's a perfect example of what comedy is when you are just doing like rooms. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it's, it also it has a reputation, right? It's still. Uh, something to aspire to, I think, performing there for a lot of people. Yeah, maybe not for you, Alistair. You might I mean, be beyond. I, that I like now. doing it there. It's a, mm. it's a it's something I aspire to, even when I'm not when I when I know that's something I can access. Yeah. Um. Anyway, look, we probably have five ideas. A lot of them are not quite ideas, but I. <sighs> yeah, but I think we should move. I on. think we should go to uh, three words from a listener, and today's listener, Andy, is Alex Lloyd. Alex Lloyd, um, incredible, the now, Lloydster. Now I've, I don't think that we've done these words before, but they were, they were interesting. They're very interesting words, Andy. Um, okay, you know, it's a bit of a clue. Do you want to try to guess what they may be? Okay, interesting words. Okay, the first word is, um, glub, glub. What does that mean, Andy? Glub. What does glub mean? It's, it's just the sound that you make as you drown, I suppose. Yeah, to glub. I, I glubbed into nothingness. My <laughs> yeah. consciousness glubbed away into nothingness. Um, that is incorrect, unfortunately. It's a great word, though, in almost its own sketch idea. But, unfortunately, the first one is schadenfreude, which I experienced uh, while you failed to get that. Sure, I bet you... Felt real lofty. Actually, the whole of point of you guessing words is Schadenfreude. <laughs> I get so much joy at you not getting this right. That's the whole right. reason that we get. The we second do this. word is Messerschmitt. You know what? You are wrong, but you. Mm. But I appreciate you hidden, staying in the kind of German uh, section. Yeah. Okay. The second word is Slobberknocker. <laughs> Schadenfreude. Slobber knocker. Now, what is a slobber knocker? I have not looked it up. Mm, okay, a slobber knocker. Do you know what a slobber uh, knocker is? I really don't, but it sounds like somebody who would um, walk up and down the aisles of a church, poking people who have fallen asleep and are dro- drooling on their their own shoulder. Right. Well, a slobber knocker, according to Wiktionary is a violent collision experienced by a person. Um, you know, so oh, like a violent physical confronta- confrontation that was a real slobber knocker of a football game. Yeah, sure. You know, and then the third word. Do you want to try and guess what that is? Schadenfreude, <gasps> slobber, slobber knocker. Sorry, I was like, oh, that sounds sounds like you were on the money, but then you were just repeating the words. <laughs> Um, okay, I think it's going to be an interesting S word. Yeah. Um, uh, Schlipovitz. Schlipovitz? <laughs> I mean, I appreciate you guessing something that doesn't exist, right? <laughs> is, I'm pretty sure that's a... Or is it Schlipovitz? What is that... There's some fancy vodka or something like that called that. Well, it's a great guess. Unfortunately, it's shenanigans. Mm, sure. Schadenfreude, yeah. slobber knocker, shenanigans. Yeah. 
Shenanigans. Slobberknocker. Mm. Shenanigans are um, are shenanigans legal, right? Like it feels like if you're doing shenanigans, it's probably not illegal. Yeah, shenanigans is just a bit of fun. Yeah, but they they are on the other side of the moral acceptability. But yes, because you know, or else what is it? Right? It's not a shenanigan. Mm. You can't be like, oh, we had some shenanigans today. We went to church and we fed the poor. <laughs> yeah. No. Shenanigans. Shenanigans, you're like, we went to church and we took a little um, bit fed of... fed the poor into a wood chip. Yeah, yeah. We took a little <laughs> bit of the, uh, the, 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 the sort of the, the money that they give to the church and we fed the poor into a, uh, to, a to an even poorer person. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that almost feels like it's moral, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it, it's it's easy to say, eat the rich. You know, that's a common yeah. catchphrase for the, you know, the socially minded. But we're all rich compared to somebody. Well, that's right. right? I guess, is it, is it, <laughs> is it more um, ethical to feed mm. a poor person to a, poorer person or is it more ethical to feed a poorer person to a poor person because to the poorer person it's kind of eating a poor person that's kind of eating the rich yeah right yeah it's, pe- it's eating somebody who's of better means and therefore they you know mm. it seems like they, they have a moral higher ground mm. but then the poorer person is also suffering more and so mm. when the poor person eats the poor person, they are, uh, you know, easing them of their suffering. They're easing yeah, them, of, them of more suffering. They could also ease them of their suffering by being eaten by the poorer person, right? So I think if we're looking for yeah. the truly moral course, it is for the to, to feed the poor to the poorest. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it actually isn't okay to, feed, to eat the rich. You should be mm. eating the poor. But it's only mm. as long as you are very, very poor. I have been thinking recently, and I, I don't want—I don't want this to be misinterpreted by any authorities that are listening. I have been thinking recently that probably we do need to start killing some of the very rich people. <laughs> Andy, we've all been thinking that for a long time. Yeah, and it's because it's the I only way it, that you can get the distribution of wealth. I, I'm. I'm not even. I'm not even. I, I don't. I think their money. I'm happy for their money to just disappear, right? To go with them. I just think they are causing a lot of problems. They're using up a lot of resources. They're yeah. making the world demonstrably worse, and they're destroying the environment. Sure, sure, sure. And I think. Andy, that was we should that text message them. you just got. Was it from the authorities? I didn't get a text message. Well, did I get a text message? Oh, it must have been me. Oh, it must have happened in the... Okay, I just got a text message and I heard it and I thought everybody would have heard it, but it must have been on my phone. And it is from the authorities. Mm. They said, oh. um, I have to send that, that jolt of electricity through the podcast telecommunication device in order to mm. knock you out now because you're becoming too self-aware. What <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, was it? Uh, Schadenfreude. Uh, slobber knocker shenanigans. Schadenfreude, so taking joy 
in the suffering of others. Um, Slobber knocker being hit hard in the face and shenanigans being uh, a bit of daring do, a bit of um, jiggery-pokery. Yeah. A bit of um, – are there any synonyms for 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 uh, shenanigans that aren't themselves stupid words? Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Um, mm. I mean, we got shenanigans, but is there henanigans? That's stupid. Uh, uh, a bit of henanigans. Henanigans. <laughs> uh, it's, all, it's always the shenanigans that are considered negative. Mm. Um, but um, I think she and Nana are both. What, in there. I mean, what and we're getting, gin, which is a very womanly gin. drink. Yes, I'm actually having some gin tonight. Shenana uh, gin. Uh, okay, wait. We got shouting for it. So it's feeling good about bad things happening to people. We got people mm. who are having bad things happen to them, where in which collisions are occurring, right? And then we have shenanigans. Now it sounds like we're talking about some kind. Of reality show here, right? Shenanigans is a great name for a reality show. Yeah. Right. Okay, so we get we get fifteen people. They're locked in a something. Mm. Right. I mean, what about fifteen people, and their objective is to create as much trouble as they can without breaking the law. Right. Yeah, I mean, is that just sort of standard prank show? Is that basically what Balls of Steel is? I'm not sure. I don't but know. Like, I don't think Balls you know, of Steel is well enough known or was anything. All I remember from Balls of Steel was that a guy was dressed up as the devil. Now, see, now that's... Doesn't feel like anything, does it? <laughs> okay, so... Uh, but, but you've got to... Um, and I, and I'm not sure like what the what the what the metric is here. Like perhaps you want you want people to um to call the authorities on you to call the police yeah. to dob you in. But when the police come, they say, "Well, there's actually he's not technically doing anything wrong. We can't actually." So if if somebody calls the authorities on you, and each person mm. has the ability to call the authorities on the other person. Mm. And if they call the authorities and the other person hasn't done anything illegal. Oh, it's really good. Then you yeah. are, you're out. Yes. So you're trying to create the impression that you are committing crimes but what ha- or yeah. breaking but the you, law. So you're making the, causing the impression that you're committing crimes. Mm. So you're like smoking cigarettes within like 20 meters of a hospital. This is, yeah. always, this is my, always my example <laughs> of people committing a crime. Mm. Right, you're trying to do things that are look illegal, but they're not. Mm. And so, what do you do mm. in preparation for it? Is you study the law, mm. um, and you know maybe you you make it look like you're smoking, but actually you just inhaled a whole lot of flower dust or something earlier, yeah. and it's just in your lungs, and you're just coughing it out, right? <laughs> but the cigarette's not lit. You look like you're actually no. in public. <laughs> Because, like, what's what's the like? What's but that's the f- not actually your penis. No. That's somebody else's penis. Yeah. That you've, a severed penis. You got, got in your pants. I think. I think having a severed penis that you're flogging off in public <laughs> might still might be still be like because you're probably not allowed to know. manipulate the dead body be parts a, of another person. Be a very person. interesting loophole. What if yeah. the person's not dead? They might oh, not that's be dead. Really good. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the the strategy involved in this game. Um, look, does you do you feel like this is a good enough reality show? Absolutely, yeah, this is a sketch idea, Alistair. Was it? Was it it's called? a classic sketch idea? It's called Shenanigans. There's the Schadenfreude elements in there. Slobberknocker, less so, slightly less so, but. Hard to write this in the place where I'm writing it, but mm, wheel right. of misfortune. There you go. That go. could be a. You've got a. It's the opposite you know. of wheel of fortune. You've got to. You've got some yes. letters. No, you've got some <laughs> empty tiles. And yeah. you want to be able to get a wheel. It's Wheel of Fortune, but instead of existing phrases yeah. that you've got to guess, you've got to coin new ones. You've got to coin a new <laughs> phrase <laughs> that everybody agrees is a good phrase. Yeah. And you've got the letters up on the board, P, Z, T, L. They're existing letters that you've got to work with it as well. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> but you got to just keep adding letters until it becomes a phrase that, yeah. And then the person who turns it into a phrase that has some meaning, mm. um, yeah. Potato rind zaps, zaps. um <laughs> Graham. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's gobbledygook. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alistair, we should go. Okay, sketch Sorry, ideas. I've been pretty useless today. I have also been useless. Um, I think we're okay. A couch crevice with a beast to retrieve pen. With beasts to retrieve pen. So you kind of get remember what that idea is. Then we have mm. older... I'm really... I'm in the dark at the moment, so I've got to try to read this. Older generations needing to... Go Assimilate. back to where they come from uh, mm. to fit in with the current society. Um, yes. Yeah, but assimilate is the key word there. Um, uh, assimilate. Uh, then we go, what if everything you know was wrong? Trailer. But I do mean Morpheus everything. type yeah. character. We have Guy creates a drug that makes them feel like they have taken a breath. <laughs> then we have the the citizen Kane of blooper reels and also the blooper reel of Citizen Kane. One of the truly greatest things ever made. The ten I feel years, like there probably is it's very possible that there is a drug out there that or like there is a chemical or something that you could isolate that would make people think yeah. that they'd taken a breath. Yeah, it feels yeah. almost realistic. It feels pretty realistic. It's uh, it, it, It'd feel like the best breath you've ever had. Oh. It'll also be the last one because it's your last. And then we have the uh, perfuming, no, performing to 50 rooms at a time like Gary pa- Kasparov. And then we have mm. feel... Wait, feel the, oh, feed the poor to the poorer. I think that's an idea already because it, it is ethical. That's right. Feed the poor, feeding the poor to the poorer is ethical. And then we have uh, shenanigans, the TV show, 
in brackets, not illegal. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have the opposite of Wheel of Fortune. But for it's Wheel of Fortune, but it's like all the contestants are like Oscar Wilde, Mark Twain, and um, Dorothy Parker, and they're all trying to coin new phrases. <laughs> you don't need to write that down. Um, but you have to... Yes. Andy, we did it. That's another episode. My God. Another ripper. Another ripper episode. Another bang, bang, banger. A bang, bang, banger. Here we go into the song. That's right. Song bong. Shika dong dong. Giddy giddy bong bong. Shika dong dong. Ding tang tong. Tinka tang tong. Into the bing bang. Flip flop. Thank you, everybody, for listening. To hey, two in the think tank. Oh my tank. gosh! Thank you for listening to the two in the think tank. If this is your first episode, where have you been all our lives? Mm. Um, where you been all your your life? Where have you well? been all your life? It's hard to remember, isn't it? You forget most <laughs> of your life. But if you check your Google history, mm. you can see where some of the parts when you've had your uh, your location services activated. You can yep. get records of where you've been. And it actually makes it kind of easier to remember where you were on that day and what you did. That's, yeah, that'll be handy if I ever have to write an autobiography. Yes. It'll be, I mean, it won't be interesting. Is that when you write a, <laughs> a, a biography about a car? I'll be able to describe. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> oh, we're just, get, we're just heating up now, Andy, now we're Alistair. Just we're just, we're just getting good. Believe it's the end of the episode. Oh, neither can the listeners. Oh, no. That's called an autobiography. Why do I have to write it? <laughs> Sounds like it wish it just happen. It write itself. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Andy, it's so awful to have to end the episode now when we're just fucking firing. Uh, all right. And you know, we... That's what we do. L- we love... love wait, I've got to just get you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.